1: Clint, have you ever noticed that certain songs are the ones that really pack the dance floor? (laughs) When the song hits, everyone floods the floor. It's probably because of a few things. A catchy hook, a slinky guitar, or keyboard part. But there's a better than likely chance it's because of the beat. Welcome to the age-old question. I'm Rich Price.
2: And I'm Clint Bierman. Each
1: episode deals with another question in music fandom. The kind of questions that Clint and I have been debating since we were in
2: college. So today, with the help of some smart people, we're going to come up with the answer. Okay, Clint, what's today's question? Today's question is, what is the best four-on-the-floor song of all time? That's the age-old question.
1: Okay, so four on the floor is defined as a rhythm in 4 4 in which the bass drum is played on every beat. Correct. Like this. In some ways, four on the floor is the dancingest rhythm, the rhythm that's easiest to dance to.
2: Yeah. It's got like a primal thing, right? Right. I mean, it's got like this consistently primal push you forward, push you to the dance floor thing. One, two, three, four. Boom, 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 boom. Talk to me about four on the floor. Honestly, it's my favorite of all the drum beats. A, because I can play it. <laughs> right. B, because of the dance thing. My whole life is based on getting people to dance. Yeah. And I've been thinking about it this week. It's, it's very much part of my job is to get people to dance, which is a funny thing. And you're a musician, yeah. and you don't have that. That's not your goal. But what gets me going is getting people to the dance floor. And there's no better tool than Four on the Floor. It just is the way to do it. And, and I'm not sure if it's because there are so many great hits that employ that, or were they hits because they were danceable?
1: Well, so there's three genres of music that are typically associated with dancing. Motown, disco, and electronic dance music, or EDM. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about all three of those examples. Love. So Four on the Floor goes back probably to caveman days. (laughs) But let's pick it up with Motown, Superstition. It's the lead single from 1972's Talking Book, which was, by the way, his 15th studio album. And he's only 22 years old at this point, but this is his 15th studio album. He, of course, plays the clavinet, which is the keyboard playing that riff.
3: Very on the wall.
1: But he's also playing the Moog bass, and he plays the drums, which features four on the floor. Next year, 1973, another hit on the R&B singles and Billboard Hot 100, number one on both charts, "Love Train," nice. by the OJ's.
2: I love this song. I clip. love this song.
3: See all
1: Some consider the song to be the first example of disco. Huh. The song hit the charts on January 27th, 1973, the same day that the Paris Peace Accords were
2: signed. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program so that we may bring you the following special report from ABC News.
1: This was the Peace Accords that ended the war in Vietnam.
2: Good morning from New York. Peace is not only at hand, it is here. What was being signed was the agreement itself calling for an end to the fighting.
1: So the song about people all over the world hold hands, this is the love train, it had added resonance. So we've talked in previous episode about what makes a hit song. One of the factors that we talked about was just being lucky, right? Lucky to hit the wave of collective consciousness at a time in just the perfect way. That, and in this case, have four on the floor.
3: Nice.
1: I mentioned that song reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1973. This led me down a rabbit hole of the number one hits From 1973. (laughs) Other songs that reached number one. You ready? Yeah. So January 1973 was dominated by Carly Simon's You're So Vain.
3: You're so vain. You probably think this song is about you. You're so
1: vain. The next three number one hits were in order Superstition, which we talked about earlier, Crocodile Rock. Killing me softly with his song.
0: Killing me softly with his song killing me softly.
1: Then in March, Love Train hit number one. Some other highlights: by June, Paul McCartney and Wings with My Love.
3: I'll still find
0: there with my love.
1: Then he was knocked out of the top spot by George Harrison with Give Me Love.
3: Give me love give
1: He was knocked out of the top spot by their good friend from the Get Back Sessions, Billy
3: Preston.
1: By the fall, Marvin Gaye was the number one slot with Let's Get It On. By October, it was The Stones with Angie. With no the Stones were knocked out of the top spot by Gladys Knight and the Pips with Midnight Train to Georgia.
2: Nice tune.
0: He said he's going, he said he's going back to my-
1: and by thanksgiving the third beatle to reach number 1 ringo with photograph every time i see your face it me of the we used to go interesting to note that john lennon is the only former beatle who doesn't reach the top spot on the billboard hot 100 in 1973 wow so i mentioned some consider love train to be the first disco song Well, there's another candidate for that, and it came out two years earlier. It's The Theme from Shaft. Yes. Written and recorded by Isaac Hayes in late 1971. Recorded at Stax Recording Studios in Memphis, The Theme from Shaft went to number two on the Billboard Soul Singles, but it reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100, and it also won the Oscar for Best Original Song in the 1972 Academy Awards.
2: Wow. Wow. Who cool is the man that would risk his neck
0: for his brother man? Can you dig it?
1: It's four on the floor that characterized the late 1970s. That's because the late 1970s was all about disco. I'm gonna run through a few songs from this genre and from this era. Staying alive.
0: Well, you can the way I used
1: my work. I'm a man. I will survive. So I now go. Four on the floor. Rod Stewart's Do You Think I'm Sexy? Yeah, think I'm sexy. Come on, sugar, on the floor. The Rolling Stones Miss You.
3: Steely Dan's Hey
1: 19. That album, Gaucho, which came out in 1980, is sort of Steely Dan's disco phase. Hey, 19, four on the floor. Go. Oh, what a night.
2: Oh, what a night. Late December back in 63.
1: Another one bites the dust.
3: Really down the street.
1: Very much oh, four on I'll the floor.
3: Look. Ain't no sound but the sound of speech. Machine guns ready to go.
1: And David Bowie's foray into disco, Let's Dance.
3: Put on your red shoes and dance the blues.
1: Okay, last thing for me, Clint. Reggae is something you don't generally think of with four on the floor. Hmm. That's because a lot of reggae is based off a drum pattern that features what's called the one drop, which means the drummer doesn't play the kick drum on the one Here's an example of that one-drop rhythm. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three,
3: four.
1: Here's a song where that groove is featured. This song is actually called One Drop, and it's Bob's explicit celebration of that rhythm.
2: Hmm.
1: But even reggae and even Bob, got down with four on the floor. His drummer Carlton Barrett brought the four on the floor to reggae. Here's Is This Love. Here's Is This Love with just the drum track. That is four on the floor. One, two, three, four, one, two. Another one, Exodus. Here's the isolated drum part first. Now here's the track. So it's not just Motown and it's not just disco, But sometimes reggae has four
2: on the floor. Everybody wants people to dance.
1: (laughs) That's right. I mean, reggae in its own way is like as great to dance to as anything
2: else. Sure. Different, but also dancey. There's there's only a few different dances you can do to reggae, though. That's true. (laughs) There's definitely the reggae dance. You were just out in Las Vegas
1: playing yep. at a massive reggae massive. festival.
2: Yeah, the, one of the biggest festivals in the country, Reggae Rise Up. Had all the big names. You were in Mahali's band, yep. lead singer
1: of Twiddle, and he has a solo band, and you were playing guitar
2: in that band. Yep, played. I played second guitar, so I did like a lot of the shadow picking, background chucks while he was soloing. But man, what a cool event. So many people and huge names like Slightly Stupid, Stick Figure, Revolution. It was really, really fun. I learned a lot about reggae. Like blues and like disco, there's something super simple about it. And yet the nuance is what makes it so awesome.
1: The comparison to blues is great because blues is the structure in a template that is pretty set. Yep. Generally speaking, it's twelve bar one four five. Yep. So if you're in the key of E, E is the one. The four chord is the A, and the five chord is the B. And you do all of those chords in twelve measures, twelve bars. So what you're saying is actually the brilliance of a blues artist, for example, is to find variance within that template. Yep. That's also the brilliance
2: and the genius of reggae artists. There's so much. Nuance, And there's so many techniques that are just reggae techniques, like the shadow bass technique where the guitar player plays exactly what the bass player plays is a pretty much a reggae thing. I mean, I'm I'm sure it happens in other genres, but it's it's very prominent in the reggae scene where you get this sub bass. The bass is so low and so deep because they're playing at these clubs in Jamaica where it's just like huge bass systems that you lose the top end of the bass. And so you're taking the guitar, gives you the higher frequency of the bass line. So when the guitar player and the bass player line up, it creates this bass sound where the subness is coming from the bass player and the the punch is coming from the guitar. And it's a really cool effect. Hmm. It's also really hard. I don't know how we got down this rabbit hole, but reggae bass lines are the melodic instrument of reggae. So they're the hardest part of reggae, and quite frankly, some of the hardest things I've played musically. (laughs) So anyway, but yes, Four on the Floor in reggae is awesome. Four on the Floor is also huge in jazz, but it's a very different technique. As the drummer of a jazz band, you do what's called feathering, which is instead of Slamming down on the kick pedal and making a do sound you play you play these light strikes on the kick drum and so it, it, it they, a lot of times it's it's ride cymbal snare, and this feathering four on the floor so it's just like doof, 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 doof. so you feel it rather than necessarily hearing it huh so that's cool that is cool. But what happens in the 80s? First of all, there was a massive rebound to disco. People love disco. And then I feel like overnight, people, people hated, hated it. disco. It yes. just became like
1: way overplayed. It became synonymous with like cocaine orgies. Orgy <laughs> excess.
2: Which I don't know what's wrong with that. but I, I right. But all of a sudden became not what people were into. So certainly tons of hits from the 80s that employ the four on the floor concept. Pretty much everything by Depeche Mode, like Enjoy the Silence. Or Or New Order, Blue Monday. Four on the Floor. These are like hits from the 80s that are just straight up four on the floor, yeah. no holds barred. But I went through the top 100 songs of the 80s, yeah, and there were very few four on the floor songs at the top. Interesting, Which is very interesting. And I can only assume it's because they're coming off disco and people have had enough. So if you look at I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston, not yep. Four on the Floor. What about Billie Jean? Not four on the floor. Right? That's one and two, three and four. One and two, three and three. So it's hitting the
1: one and the three. That's the bass's spot generally in songs, is the one and the three.
2: Yep. And the snare on the two and the four. And what four on the floor is, is... So the snare and the kick drum are hitting on the same beat. Right. But I went through the list of the top 80 songs, and there were very few Four on the Floor.
1: There's a song that typifies the 1980s for me that is Four on the Floor. Great. Which one? Sweet Dreams by the Eurythmics.
2: Oh, yeah. I love that song. One, two, three, four.
3: One, two, three, four. Sweet dreams
1: are made of the Who am I? And that is driving Four on the Floor. Definitely. It is interesting that
2: the Four on the Floor becomes the exception, not the rule, whereas in the late 70s, it's the rule. Right. And you'd be hard-pressed to find not a Four on the Floor song in the top 10. But every band wanted people to dance, and that's what it was. Four on the Floor gets people to dance. That leads us into EDM. And what is EDM? EDM is electronic dance music. It's an umbrella term for all these different... Sub genres of EDM, right? And I did a deep dive today. In fact, I've wanted to do this for Years and years what I'm going to talk about is three different types of EDM music Okay, this is great. I don't know anything about EDM. I know it's like it's such a blind spot So the first one is house music. Okay, the second one is techno and the third is trance music Music. Okay, great.
1: I, I know those terms, but I you do.
2: I don't know what those terms mean. Each one has differences, even though they're all considered EDM. They're all four on the floor. That is what EDM music is in general. I would say ninety nine percent of EDM is four on the floor, and so house music is relatively slower, more melodic. It's upbeat in nature in terms of like happiness and it really comes out of disco. It's really the transition from disco into electronic music. Techno is faster, it's more machine-like. It's it's more got to focus on like rhythm and futuristic sounds and less about the good time happy disco stuff. And finally trance is It's an offshoot of European techno, which features, like, repetitive motifs and catchy melodies. but It's got more of a psychedelic edge. Okay, so that's, like, the overview of those three. Got it. House was created, get this, Chicago. House music originates in Chicago in the 80s. It's one of the truly American-born styles. Interesting. So, I would
1: have I would have guessed like Brixton
2: totally or Germany. Like or certain, Germany. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there were bands in Europe doing yeah. EDM. Like Kraftwerk. That's good for yes. the floor. And Yellow Magic Orchestra. I'm feeling that. current people that are employing house music, like David Guetta and
1: Zedd.
2: It typically has the kick on the four beats and then snares and claps on the two and four. The tempos range from 120 to 130 beats per minute. So as a reference, Billie Jean, which is not a four on the floor song, but that's 117 beats per minute. Uptown Funk is 115 beats per minute. So we're talking a little bit faster than those songs with... Structurally speaking, like the arrangement of a house song is very much like a, a pop song. So you've got intros, you've got verses, you've got middle eights, you've got choruses, you've got outros. What happens is you get the drop, and the drop is the big thing of EDM. It's where it culminates instruments have cut out it comes up and it, everybody knows that snare thing. is like... Wait for it. And then it drops, right? That's the drop. Now let's go to techno. While Chicago is the the basis of house music, guess where techno starts? Germany. Detroit. Motor City? The DJs of Detroit started using techno for the first time. It is characterized by a faster BPM, 120 to 150 beats per minute. Hmm. Always four on the floor. Once... Europe got a hold of this sound is when it really blew up and then everybody from U2 to Madonna started using this in their in their pop songs oh, like home, feel, feel, Early techno relied heavily on the Roland TR808 right? But it wasn't just that kick drum that's become so famous. A lot of these early techno songs used the from the 808, directly from the 808 machine. Unlike house music, which features samples from older disco hits and just like fun times, it's colder, it's more dystopian sounding, like shifting the focus away from the melody and the hooks more to rhythm and atmosphere. Right. Now, trance music the third, it's a subgenre derived from the British new age music scene and German techno music. It's characterized by like big hooks and a huge focus on the build up and the drop. Okay? So like those D- 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 those oh, yeah. big, big builds Here it comes That's trance music And trance music is So there's these music festivals Have you seen any of this footage of these music festivals These EDM festivals Where there's like 100,000 kids Yeah, incredible And there's one guy standing on a stage the, side, the, the size of the stage the Stones would play Like these huge stages with massive light shows And, and one dude yeah, and one dude standing up there with a computer and a couple turntables. So trance is more associated with psychedelic music culture and the rave scene where you do ecstasy. It's so focused on the big emotional response to the drop. That's the whole thing. Hmm. It's always been popular in America, but it's a totally different beast in Europe. Seeing trance music in Europe is a sight to behold. And a lot of times they'll take this simple motif... This simple, like, synth line. Once the drop comes, it just plays the, the motif. And we all know this, but there's such a nuance to it that I had no idea what the difference was. Well, it is interesting. We talked about how the
1: blues, disco, and reggae, and EDM, they all fall into these templates, it's in some ways all the more impressive when you're able to differentiate yourself right within the confines of that template. Right. Like if
2: you can only be between one twenty and one thirty BPM that's And a, four on the floor. And four on the floor. Right. That's a pretty <laughs> <laughs> it's really and yet I have been deeply moved by yeah. this music before and will continue to be. Four on the floor has always been a part of popular music but there seems to have been a revival with mumford and sons for some weird reason because well i guess not weird because he only had one drum <laughs> and he could only kick four on the floor when he was playing guitar but you're right mumford almost created a
1: new genre hmm. yeah like, like americana, americana four, four on the floor, floor. yeah
2: Jinx. he had the full kick drum oh he did yeah he has a kick drum on stage just the kick drum and he's just stomping four on the floor and i kind of loved that because it took the jug band out of the bar and put them in a stadium right it was not your fault but mine, and it was your heart.
1: Another song that I know you love, Wake Me Up. Yeah, that's Four on the
2: Floor, that's isn't it? That's straight up EDM. So
3: wake me up when it's all over When I'm wiser and I'm older All this time I was finding myself enough Didn't know I was lost so
2: Yeah, that's, that's like, I mean, Avicii is one of the greats. Rest in peace. And he took Americana and made it house. Let's call two people. Let's call two Jeffs. Okay.
1: The first is our old buddy, Jeff Simons. Great. Let's call Jeff. Okay. Hello. Jeff Simons, you're back on the age old question.
0: And it's a pleasure to be here. I almost did the Tim Plain fellas that he does on our
1: podcast. This week, we're talking about the best four on the floor songs. Oh, that's great! That's so the question great. is, what are your favorite examples of four on the floor? I have,
0: I have, I have one. It is my favorite by far. It is the best disco song that isn't a disco song, and it's "Miss You" by the uh-huh. Stones. Oh. Uh-huh. That is so the greatest four on the floor, like. You take that sleazy sloppy rock band and have them try to play a disco track and I I could listen to that song for three and a half hours I mean that when that song ends every time I'm like oh there's a 12 inch version of miss you that's nine minutes long that I have and I'm just like I prefer it so much because it just keeps going and going and going and it's it's all and they're just not in a hurry and they have nowhere to go. I could live in that groove for the rest of my life. But, I freaking love that song.
1: But you're right; it's Charlie taking a genre and like making it his.
0: Yeah, or you could say, if you're a cynical, it's uh, Charlie incorrectly or unsuccessfully right trying to imitate a genre. And but the failure is what makes it so terrific. Yeah, that's know? a great point. I just love that one. I love that one.
1: Similar to "Miss You," and that "Miss You" is the Rolling Stones' incorrect voyage into disco, Shakedown Street is the Grateful Dead's incorrect foray into disco. And that's a great example.
0: The studio version of that track is so like, unforgivably pedestrian. Like, I can't even believe they, that's the take, and they're like, yeah, well that's that's it. That's, that's it, really the best we're going to get.
2: And we're going to name the album after. it,
0: <laughs> Right. That was the first Grateful Dead I ever heard. The very first Grateful Dead music I ever heard was that weird that disco-y version of Good Lovin'. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I bought that record used for like a dollar. And of course, the the myth of the dead was all around me. There were all these older kids going to concerts, and they hadn't become a stadium phenomenon yet. They were still like a weird little cult band. But you know, like all the skulls and roses, I put that record on and expected to hear like creepy, like mysterious music. And you know, that record's I need a miracle. I mean, it's not (laughs) nothing—nothing subtle about Shakedown Street.
1: Another, another of my favorite examples is the theme from Shaft. Who's the black private dick that's a sex machine to all the chicks? You're damn right. Diving into Isaac Hayes, what a fascinating character, and what a fascinating second career as chef from South Park.
0: (laughs) That's so weird. So weird. You know what I love about this theme from Shaft is you think it's going to start and then it doesn't start and then it doesn't start and then it doesn't start. It reminds me of Time by Pink Floyd. Like you're so sure you've reached the point where he's going to start singing and there's another round of clocks, you know, like just another like, you know, do, 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 do. it's the same with Shaft. Do, do, do. And there's more flute. And you're like, this must be it. doo do. And you're waiting for do, 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 do. And it takes like a month and a half. I'm so glad you said that because
1: I found a great interview. It was from NPR in the early 2000s where Isaac Hayes is talking about that slow simmer and he's like... You can't put bread in a
0: cold oven. (laughs) You know, you got to take your time and got to heat it up. So that's what what I like to do with my music. I like to build it and build it into a a maddening, exciting crescendo. You
1: can't put bread in a cold oven <laughs> That's strange, and i love that's that it's exactly he describes yeah, that slow cold oven.
0: that's fantastic wow amazing
1: well jeff thank you for joining us once again on the age old question such a pleasure such thank a pleasure you,
0: keep it up guys i love it we'll but talk to you soon show, buddy. And we'll, we'll get some synergy soon i'm looking forward to it
1: awesome yeah. man thank you right.
0: thanks see guys you, have a great see weekend
1: you. see you buddy Bye. thank you jeff that was awesome all right the second jeff is our friend, a guy you've been in a band with, many bands, for many years, our old buddy, Jeff Valone.
2: Jeff Valone. Let's give him a call. Yo. Jeffrey Valone, you are on the age-old question. Hello, age-old question. Hello. We got Richie here. Hey, hey, buddy. Hello, Rich. Today's question is, what is the greatest four-on-the-floor song? Whoa. And so the reason I wanted to ask you, we have played so many of the dance hits together, but like of the ones of our bangers in in our wedding set, for example, which songs are the biggest dance numbers and are those songs four on the floor?
3: It's interesting. When we're playing those songs, a lot of times I'll play them four on the floor and then I'll listen back to the original. I'm like, they're not playing four on the floor. Like September, that was the first one that came to my mind. Yeah. But if you actually listen to the actual track, it's not four on the floor.
2: (laughs) Wow. Interesting. Your job is getting people to dance. Like that's your job in that band. And so by employing... The four on the floor—it's almost guaranteed to get people to dance.
3: Here's one. This, this is kind of a little off topic, but it's a—it's a song that's a four on the floor tune that I never knew was a four on the floor tune. "Don't Stop believing by Journey. What? Yeah. I don't play it that way, but I was watching a video with Steve Smith talk about how he played that actual drum beat, and it's four on the floor, and it blew my mind.
2: Get out.
3: Well, that, that, that may be the new one. That may be the one that's now going to be the biggest four on the floor tune, because I'm going to play it four on the floor now.
2: I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, now, <right?
3: laughs> that's
2: amazing. What about like the modern ones? Yeah, I
3: mean, uptown funk was a big one. Yep. You know which is one that you may not think of? Little Lion Man. Yeah, we just. Talked oh yeah, we've talked one.
2: about that one. That is yeah. like, yeah, like
3: that. That kind of shows the the breadth of how four on the floor can be not just for quote unquote dance songs, but can really fill in that pulse. And and get the party moving with a with a song that's not necessarily a you know quote unquote dance song. Totally.
2: So, what's your pick for greatest four on the floor song? My
3: number one greatest four on the floor song. Wow, I mean, I'd really have to go back to September, even though it's not technically a four on the floor song. In the recording, I think everyone who plays it nowadays plays it four on the floor. Yeah, and it never fails to kill. Never. If there's, if there's a if there's a spot in the in the set where it's lagging a little bit, you play that song and it brings generations to the floor. and never fails. Never fails. That's yeah. awesome.
2: Well, we appreciate your time and thanks for joining us. And we'll get you back on soon. My was, pleasure. All right. All right, man. Thanks. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Jeff.
1: was great great awesome to talk to a drummer about four on the floor
2: and he's like it's so interesting that the original song isn't four on the floor but like in the moment you like want four on the floor so you just do it that's great right. it's like this one goes so to 11 yeah right take it up a notch
1: can we go to the comments yes let's go
2: to the comments
1: So Clint, I was on tour with my band, The Sweet Remains, and we were talking about our episode on the greatest venues, and that got us talking about the opposite, the worst venues. (laughs) We've all played some doozies. I want to talk about one of my all-time favorite songwriters, Greg Brown. He has a song about finding himself in a crappy venue. It goes like this. The joint is is a dump. The owner is broke. The owner is broke. At least that's what he said. At least that's what he said.
2: The PA's a joke. The PA's a joke.
3: The wait persons are snotty. The bartender's rude. They
1: want to make sure. They want to make sure I know they forgot me. But not their attitude. But not their attitude. And it goes on. It goes on. It's like it keeps getting worse. And then he says, But as a setup, I'm proud to be here. I'm proud to be here. Because once. Because once last November.
3: Once last November. Once last November. Mose Allison played here.
1: Mose Allison played here. That's great And I love that idea. That no matter how bad it gets, if you can see an artist or a band that you love also played that venue, you're like, okay. Cool. Justified.
2: Let's go to the comments.
1: Okay. Here's a comment from Steven, writing from Germany on Facebook. It's about the Mondegreens episodes. He says, When I was learning English, thank you, rock music, but no thanks to you, Frank Zappa. I unknowingly put a lot of Monda Greens in any given song, yeah, Stephen, thanks so much. And this is interesting. And we've heard from a number of people for whom English is a second language, and the concept of Monda Greens is really common when you actually don't know the language and you're just inferring based on what you think they're saying. <laughs> Keep those comments coming. We love going to the comments all right. I think I'm going to go to Stevie's Superstition. My pick for the best four on the floor song. Because that may be as good a song as there is, and as good a song to just dance
2: to and groove out on the dance floor. Love it. One song we haven't talked about yet is Get Lucky. That's also a four on the floor song. Well, that is a serious dance. I mean, that's a
1: serious dance number. Four on the floor at its finest. Come
2: on. It's such a giant category, it's hard to pick one song.
3: Like the legend but I
2: will the say that when Mumford & Sons came out with Little Lion Man, yep. and the four on the floor comes in on the chorus, that's pretty... That's, that's really gratifying. T- really gratifying. Good way to put it, yeah. Mother, I'll spend your days biting your own neck. But it was not your fault but mine And it was your heart on the line I really fucked it up this time Didn't I, my dear?
0: But it was not your fault but mine That's a good choice.
2: Yeah, I mean... It's also not in the genre necessarily, right? Like it's like we were saying, it's more of an Americana thing. So having it in that context is also cool. So yeah, I'll but, go with Little Lion Man.
1: But what's interesting about that song again is that, as Jeff was just Jeff alone was just saying, it's not really a dance song. But when you play that song, people are out there dancing. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And we do it full electric dance party USA with synths and stuff, and it translates. It could be a house song. Right? right, It could easily cross over that way. So, I think we did it, man.
1: <laughs> well, I would take a whole bunch of those songs as great examples of Four on the Floor. We hope you had fun, as much fun as we did, and we hope you'll join us next time when we answer another mm-hmm. age-old question. question. Follow us on Instagram at The age old question,
2: Facebook, the age old question.
1: We hope this conversation has sparked some ideas and thoughts of your own. Let us know in the comments,
2: but let's be kind people. Yeah. No hating, no hating. Also, if you're digging the podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash the age old question. And consider becoming a part of our age old question family. With your support, we'll be able to answer many more age-old questions. Thanks.